So current events or marketing? I thought you said you had something that broke your heart over Bro- the weekend. Uh, it broke my heart, but I sh- it shouldn't. This is so sad, though, dude. The student loan forgiveness plan got uh, canceled in court. Cool. I know it's... I get it. I get the whole economic thing behind it, but for me, I owe like $19,500, so it literally would Which is like 1% off. of what like people actually owe. Right. But for me, it was the perfect number, so I was like, yes, let's go. I'm so excited, because I've been paying on it for... Wait, I thought you got it years. supplemented through the government for because of the army. No, so... Not all. Right now, free. Gotcha. But I was in school in the army, and the gotcha. army gives you like $5,000 a year to go to school. So when I was in the army, like pretty much the way it goes is like, hey, if you want to be in a leadership position, you have to like run really fast or you have to have a college education. Right. And your boy wasn't running that fast. <laughs> I mean, I was- You flat footed? Yeah, you're flat Yeah, I was. So in the army, you can like go to school while you're in the army. It's right. miserable. I was, you know, working 12 hour days and then going home and doing college. But right. I got $5,000 of free tuition a year. Oh. So graduated, became a sergeant, all that stuff, kind of because of my college, because it's like- pretty heavily weighted because they want you to go. But then I had the jab bill and I got out and that's hundred percent free and you get paid mm. to go to school. Gotcha. But I have, I was, you know, I got that discount off the top. So I didn't have a lot of college debt. I mean, I had, you know, 30 grand, but I've been paying on it for so many years and now it's down to like, you know, $20,000. And, and then Biden released and he's like, you know, you're going to get 20 grand or we're going to remove. I was like, that's perfect. Like, let's go dude. But you know, I was in a Supreme Court class when he announced it, and I just asked my professor, like, what do you think? And he's like, mm-hmm. not going to happen. He's like, I would imagine no. But he did say exactly what's going to happen. He's like, it's just going to go to Congress, and they're just going to vote on it and make it a law, which is like how it probably should be done. But Biden just wanted the political points, I guess. So he just said. 100%. But that, like, broke my heart. So I was like, oh, dude. Yeah, but why even announce it? Like, why get my hopes up? Well, they've they've always done that. Well, your perspective is, you know, I don't want to pay for you. And you're never went to school. Didn't, exactly. didn't see the need. Yep. Own a business. 100%. Get your tax, getting taxed hardcore. Mm-hmm. And then you see me and I'm like whining because I don't give my 20 grand. <laughs> it's just so funny because it was the exact number. I yeah. Did. But do you want to pay for other people's debt? Because think about it. You got 19 grand, but some people have 119 grand. Well, so I thought, I kind of thought a lot about this when it first came out. Cause like I was in class and I was like forced to talk about it and, and think about it. The college, like the college debt system, the student loan, all that kind of stuff is predatory. Like 100%. 100%. So something needs to be fixed. Is it, if this is the first step towards acknowledging that and fixing it, then I'm all, I'm all in. Like we, so every, I think it was just on a podcast of saying like we spend $2 trillion and like we go $2 trillion in debt every year, mm-hmm. $2 trillion. Yeah. Like I think student loans wouldn't be like, it wouldn't even be a blip on the radar. Right. Like, if we want to talk about, like, taxes and stuff, then we should think about, like, the military-industrial complex and, like, where we're spending our money for 155, like, mortar rounds. Like, I don't, mm. think, <laughs> I don't think we're even close. So it's right. kind of like, you know, it's just one of these hot-button hot button issues because, like, you know, you don't, need, you don't need to go to college. But most professions, you know, you probably should, dude. Like, if I'm going to be... A lawyer, a doctor, brain surgeon, obviously. Well, even but people go to school for like art. Sure, yeah, like pay pay your money back. Yeah. Sure, but if 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 you're gonna go to school to be like a like a mid tier manager at one of these big four firms, like you, you should go to probably should go to college, right? Right. You need to know stuff. Like you can't just jump in and get experience. I mean, you guess you could, but then 
every entry level position just becomes a nightmare. The only problem is that are these colleges or all these degrees worth $140,000 or whatever people are paying to go to Harvard. Like, I don't, I don't know, dude, to get your sociology degree and become a high school teacher. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know enough about that whole side of it. Like why it's so expensive to go to those schools. I don't know. I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to Kennesaw state right now and I'm studying like business and marketing. Stupid. Really? Stupid. I hope I get away. I hope I come away with like some value, but if I wasn't paying, if I was, if it wasn't free, I would not go. Yeah. I just love learning. So I'll like sit there and poke fun at, I'll like poke at the teachers and be like, you know, what's your favorite book? When we have downtime and stuff like that, like what, you're an economist, like you have a PhD in economics, like. You should be reading 12 books be, a week. Yeah, we should be talking about, I don't know, something more than very, very shallow. Right. Micro and macroeconomics. I don't, I think, again, this is an economics 200 level class, so sure, dude, but. <laughs> um, yeah, like there's no real value in, versus like just going out and getting an entry level marketing job. Like, yeah, you're only going to make 45 grand, but that education is priceless if you're in a position to learn. So that broke my heart. I just wanted to touch base on that because that's huge right now. I literally just got announced, I think Saturday. And your boy is sad because now that means we have to start paying August 1 or October 1 or something like that. Which just to put it in perspective, this is the real problem. Me and my wife both have college degrees. We're going to be paying like $900 in, in student loans. Dude, that's a drag on the economy. Mm-hmm. Huge drag. Now, do we do we deserve it? Like, yeah, we both went to college. We both took the debt. Sure, get it. But like, yo, dude, that's right. I, I think it's just the hope thing. Like, I got my hopes up, and then it was like, nope, sorry. Like, yeah, dude, America. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> I can see you're like this freaking this fucking guy. No, not necessarily, because I do understand the whole like. So like, it's the it's not even the nineteen thousanders that I get pissed about. It's the hundred and fifty thousanders that they Our were just waiting for the. Well, one hundred and fifty twenty grand on the top of that is. I mean, you're right. still paying three thousand dollars a month, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I mean, majority, at this point, they should just let you mortgage it. What is let's let's actually look at what is the average the average student loan debt in like a household? I bet you it's. For a single student, probably twenty five grand. It's actually thirty seven thousand per borrower. Private per student borrower. Debt. So, if but you the have two educated that's parents. federal student loan debt. The private student loan debt averages fifty four thousand, fifty five thousand dollars. Bro, that's terrible. That's like a brand new Mercedes. If you look at it like that, dude, that's way more than a down payment on your house. Yeah, I mean, but that's, that's the average, bro. So, like, right. I mean, think about how many millions of people, like the average, some people are 200s, 300s. I mean, me, me and you both went to, pro, uh, sorry, private school. Me and you both went to public high school. Right. You know what they tell you in public high school. About? College. Yeah. Like, uh, what, are you, college? What, what college are you going to do? It's not yeah. like, you know, are you going to go in the workforce? Are you right. gonna, it's, what college are you going to, bud? Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to college, what are you? My whole thing well, is, though, I don't want to pay for your... You shouldn't. You shouldn't have to, in, in theory. But also, we shouldn't have a system that's like predatory towards kids. So it's like, right. damned if you do. Damn but the you solution don't. is not debt relief. So that broke tax. Me. That I mean, I can get that. All right, I see three things on yours. What do you want? Like, let's. I'll I'll put the ball in your court. Which one do you want to talk about? Well, one was funny. So the whole New York pizza oven crackdown is what they're calling it, right? Uh, on coal and wood fired ovens. They were literally going to have them. 
I don't know the exact legislative, but you're talking about like the EPA was like, Hey, you can't burn. You can't have wood fire. No, it was the FDA actually. That's what it was. I'm trying to, because of like the environment though. Yeah. It was all about emissions and stuff like that. So like they were going to have them put a special filter on these things, which cost an absorbent amount of money. A catalytic converter for your oven. (laughs) And then they were going to, you were going to have to have like monthly inspections or some wild. (laughs) We're essentially a lot of these businesses were going to go out of business. Well, how many ovens are in New York? Millions, yeah, right? I mean, millions. I don't tens of thousands. But you know what's funny about it is why would you if this was the law that they wanted to help crack down on emissions? Why would you start in New York where pizza is like their thing? Start in like Colorado, see if it works. Get well, people, this has been a get thing before. This has been a thing in New York where they've tried to crack down on like small businesses and it's always been <clears throat> This isn't the first time. I forget. I was. I forget. This is way back in the day. I remember hearing about something about this where they try to crack down on like local businesses like this, like the pizza pizza guys on the corner, and it always ends up backfiring. Yeah, they. Dude, again, it's just back to where it was funny for me. Was I knew it wasn't going to happen. It got kicked. Like they're not doing it. It's not going to happen. I mean, you had pizza pizzeria owners throwing pizza at the Capitol, bro. Like, wow. It was the worst idea in the world. Like starting Florida. Where pizza's a thing, but it's not a thing. See if it drums up like a following. They went straight to the the pizza capital of the world. I mean, because the only thing that could be close to that is like barbecue in Texas. Right. Like, hey, there's no, you got to have a special filter on your charcoal and it would never, on your grill. Yeah. People would be like, are you drunk? You'd, you'd want to start in, again, like a Florida or South Carolina where it's like it happens, but it's not like that big. But they went you mean to New York. seven pizza ovens in South Carolina? Dude, <laughs> let's be honest. The mob owns pizza in New York. Like, they wasn't going to happen. Like, I, that's where they launched. I want to go to New York so, so bad. I've never been. You've never been to New York? And I've been begging my wife to take me because she's been. It's not good. She doesn't like it. She says it's too much. It's just like. It's overwhelming. And then, we, and then we have kids and she's like, there's no way I'm taking our kids. Because like, what are no. you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. Let's just go. Because I want to. Do you know why Wall Street's called Wall Street? This is my favorite New York fact. Why, why because, Wall Street? Mm-hmm. Why? Because when New York was like first settled and built out, that was the that street where that street was. It goes perpendicular to the from coast to coast. Was um, the wall to the outside neighboring? Uh, I guess Native American like when they're when they're fighting, fighting, oh, going wow. after it. Yeah. Okay. So that's literally called Wall Street. That's and then funny. when they started expanding, they kept the wall, or they kept the street. How cool is that, dude? It's awesome. And now Wall Street's known for what? The 2008 financial crisis. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but Bunch dude, of isn't that wild? There's all sorts of, like, I love, I love that kind of stuff. New York is amazing, man. When it comes, when you come to the, the history of New York, it's incredible. Now people think about what? Pizza ovens. <laughs> I just, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Pizza's decent there. Wow. First podcast and you're just going straight to the whole city. Just pizza's a different decent. Type of pizza. You're a big pizza guy, though, so. Yeah. I just thought it was hilarious because they weren't going to ever win that fight. They just weren't. They just weren't. And that's where they tried to do it. So they wanted to crack down like 75% of emissions. Wow. Carbon emissions. It's like, A, that was never going to be achieved by just tackling pizza ovens when you got probably 5 billion cars. You know, Right. And yeah, think about the industrial. Industrial. Every taxi yeah. should just be a Tesla. And that'll, I mean, we're talking about emissions, right? Possibly, but 
that's those batteries are just as bad. Like you were saying, but if we're gonna, I mean, apples to apples at least. Try something else, Congress. Well, that'd be New York State legislator, right? Or no, no way. It's the FDA. So the federal government went after pizza ovens in New York. That's wild. I'm yeah. I'm gonna find it because I'm 99% sure I read that. Could you imagine? I bet you. The, I bet you the filter was like 20 grand too. Something super expensive. That I mean, dude, they were only saying one like one provider has, and like Nancy Pelosi owns stock in that company. <laughs> Something crazy like that. Dude, they were talking like it was gonna be like hundreds of pizza places were gonna close because they were just weren't gonna be able to afford it. And and all those pizza places weathered the COVID. You know, I mean, they beat COVID. They're still in business. And then the government was like, oh, hold my beer. How about this $30,000 filter to make sure that your oven is green? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't green pizza oven. Regardless, I just thought it was hilarious. I felt for him. That would have been wild if that passed. All I got to say. Would have been wild. wild. I have a funny uh, marketing story. So uh, Logan Paul and Prime, are you familiar? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Logan Paul Prime, they're probably going to be the biggest consumer brand created off of an influencer today. Like they hundreds of millions of dollars in sales. Have you ever drank a Prime? Yeah. Pretty good. It's good. They're I'm a liquid not, IV guy. They're not something you're going to drink like when you're playing a basketball game, but they're very sweet. But they're good. I mean, they're a good drink. There's a on. lot of going on with Logan Paul. <laughs> Always, dude. Well, he's the king of marketing. Already. Well, there's some controversy right now that he's going through, right? Are you talking about um, the bottles being thrown? I, I'm going to oh, be honest with you. Oh, my God. Don't you're a victim of it. Okay, so this is great. I'm glad a I victim bring, of it. Yeah, so this was all a stage stunt. He went on He went on and told everyone about it. He get, he said he called it like the 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 free masterclass on marketing or whatever. So, gotcha. Okay. You know, Logan Paul is like notorious for causing Right. And as of... In the last couple of years, a lot of this stuff he's been claiming is manufactured. So think of like, this is the example of the controversy you're talking about. They just launched in some European countries like Denmark, Germany, places like around there. And they just launched Prime there. And so they had a bunch of their fans come out. So KSI, the co-owner, he might even be the founder. And Logan Paul might be the co-founder, one of the two. They're like pretty important. You know KSI is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go over there and they launch and they, they hold an event. And they cut the cameras on and they tell everyone, hey, act mad, empty your water bottles out and throw it at us like you're booing us off the stage. Like you're mm-hmm. you're mad at us for whatever. I don't know. Cause a controversy. And they clipped it and they put it on the internet. And they made sure that the clips were on the internet around the time they were announcing the launch. So the news cycle picked it up and they got right. tens of millions of brilliant views about their launch and like how the, they got kicked off the stage and you got caught into that because you're like what's the controversy there was no controversy it was just them manufacturing it dude yeah, incredible now there's a lot of stuff going on like is logan paul the business guy that's like back there making sure the logistics are set up so that this hmm. business is functioning and you know the pr- promos are on time the offers are right it's marking you know minimum vial minimal vial product all stuff no right like they they hired a, a team of executors to actually execute the business that is prime sure but the marketing arm like what makes prime like why you see every podcast why you see every tiktoker why you see fighters now i think if i'm not mistaken prime is a part has a partnership with the ufc so they're like big time i think they have uh adesanya as one of their fighters like mm-hmm. this that's big name like world champion all logan paul and 
you know, because Jake Paul is he's trying to get in the UFC or whatever. Trying yeah, to they're definitely. Him, he's not. He's not attached to Prime like that. It's all Logan Paul and his marketing. And I was just thinking, in a way, it's incredible. But in a way, it's also like what that's the worst part about the internet. You know what I mean? Because it's it's not necessarily merit. I mean, it's brilliant. He executes on an incredible level, sells a sh crap ton of product. Right. But as you can see, you're you're a prime example of a prime example of someone who got caught up in the what is going on here? Like that's a little weird. Right. Versus like the merit of prime in and of itself. Mm -hmm. You know, like Gatorade's not doing that stuff because Gatorade is awesome. You know what I mean? So. I wanted to get your thoughts no, on no, that. He, Very interesting. He no, he's great. I mean, I I listen to his podcast, Impulsive. Like, the, do you? It's great stuff. I mean, sometimes it's a little ridiculous, but that's the beauty of what he does. It can be all over the place and not matter. So here's the thing: do you do you think Logan Paul is playing 3D chess, or do you think it was a pretty straightforward move? Meaning, do you think the we'll never the know. clip was real? We'll never know. And he's saying it's not. As Which he was could, orchestrating it, or was it truly orchestrated? I'm of the opinion I could it was see probably both. orchestrated. Like he probably just did it. He's probably just that good. Not a huge deal. Like it's not like he's out here like faking some wild stuff, but I just found that to be very interesting because that is like when we're talking pinnacle of internet marketing, every every person that's like the like the digital marketer of their team or their company should be paying attention to like what these big names are doing, like the Paul brothers. Uh, like Zach King, all those content creators that are like like Mr. Beast, like mega stars, like hundreds right, of right. millions of views. Everything they touch turns to gold. I mean, you just have to think like, what's next? You know, because like Logan Paul was was the uh, the forefront of all the NFT stuff. Mm -hmm. He stole a bunch of money from all those. People. That was wild. But at the same time, like you have to think whatever he's doing, that's that's either what's next or that's what's about to ha like what's about to pop. Mm -hmm. I mean, because now what everyone has a drink. I mean, Jack Carlo has a water bottle company. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just wild, dude. I think that's the next frontier of like, uh, you know, every celebrity has an alcohol company. Sure. That that drink thing, that's big. It's gonna be big. What was his name? Ryan Reynolds had that just sold Aviation Gin for mm -hmm. like a billion dollars. Yeah, it was up there. You, you know, know like Rexham, million. You know, Rexham's worth like four X what he bought it for. Like and now he's got Mountain. They're, they're about to make a bid, dude. For either they just want to bid for the next league up. Because do you know how soccer, like football, works over there? What do you mean works? Like, do there? you understand how the leagues work? So their leagues are ranked. the The number one league is Premier League, the English right. Premier League. That's like greatest soccer in the world, mm -hmm. H hands down. Still boring to watch, but yeah, I get you. I mean, if you're if you're a rube like you, so um, you know, Wrexham is in like. I'd know one. You know I mean, like they have a fan base, loyal fan base, but no, like I'm not watching Wrexham from Georgia. Right. You know what I mean? So the, you can buy a team relatively cheap, but if you put a lot of clout and you get a lot of talent and you get a lot of like momentum, you can you you make bids for leagues. So the didn't they just make a documentary about him buying that league? I'm sure. I think they did. They if they haven't, they should because it's an incredible story. So if you're in the English Premier League and you're in the bottom third, you get you get kicked to the next league, the top third. Mm. It's not. A, it's not a third. It's like whatever the teams are. No, I'm not an expert on this, but they're they're making their way up, and it's like you know they do have to play a good good sport. I'm not gonna say that they don't, but at the same time, like how much of that is filling the stands and getting the money to put buy right. the right players? Because I'm sure you've heard of like Messi, right? Mm -hmm. And him going to Miami, like that's strictly a a business move. He's in the 100 in the back you know, the back half, back third of his league or back third of his career. He's done it all. And now he's just trying to 
make bank. But Wrexham is like, that's essentially what they're doing is they're instead of like Michael Jordan buying the Charlotte Hornets and then cashing out 10X, mm-hmm. they're doing it over there in, in pounds or whatever, which is bananas, dude. So, I mean, all that stuff, Rock, the Rock has tequila. McGregor has a, uh, what, a half a billion dollar whiskey company. I mean, we're just talking massive amounts of money. And it's just strictly off of their brand, leveraging that into the space. McGregor did it right because it's a Mm one-to-one. Like Reynolds fan base, like gin and movies don't really connect. But whiskey and fighting. But he's got Mountain too. He's got the cell phone company. You know Mountain the marketing company, right? Right, but the cell phone company is uh, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, yep. yeah. Which he I, sold. Again, there's a lot There's a lot of speculation about Ryan Reynolds being the the face of that company, but the actual the actual, like business side of it, the the deals, the structures, the offers, the things that make it what it is, sure. are all like the one or two guys or a team of people that are just killing it for him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, mean, I would never expect Ryan Reynolds to be the guy that's making the business well, you would work. think that, but then you got people like Michael Jordan and LeBron who have these giant brains. Well, Ryan, is Ryan Reynolds a director as well? I don't know. I think he is. And that's where I would expect him to be like the full creative mm-hmm. drive behind that. I'm of the opinion, I don't think, I think he outsources it all and he just shows up with a pretty face. I really do. Because he's so busy, dude. But like shooting movies <clears throat> and stuff. Who's he's the, got time to like sit there and think about a marketing strategy. Right. Well, Mountain is the marketing company they owns, but it's like TV. Right. Right. It's like a, it's like a network, right? Right. Like a, so they run the creative, they create the creative, and they run the the performance of that. Good for him. They're killing it, bro. He's just when you're sitting down. Well, what's his face? The the Christmas lighting company. Yeah. It's like a seventy five million dollar or hundred million dollar company, and they were like, "Yeah, we're going to be using Mountain." Ryan, I'm like. Be paying a fortune. I no. mean, it, it can't be cheap. But you pay them to access to their Network. networks, and then it's just middlemaning it out. Sure, and I'm sure it'll work, dude. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Are you doing a heartwarming story now? Yes. This is kind of a little bit of a marketing ploy. If I was working for Budweiser right now, I would go so hard on this idea. So do you know? Do you know what Budweiser is known for? You have to know. Budweiser. What do you think of when you think of Budweiser? America. Think of those farm ass horses. Yeah. Those, whatever those are called. Hold on. We can't not say what they are. Hold on. What is it? The big horses. Uh, Clydesdale. Clydesdale. They just had a couple. Like the, whatever, I guess the farm. There's one farm. Yeah, they have Budweiser. a bunch. No, no. I guess there's like one farm that. Anheuser-Busch. Yeah. That has. And they just had babies. Oh. Uh, yeah, they just had a couple babies. I heard it on the radio. Did they and film like, it? And make what a marketing. I, I'm sure they're not because they're just so incompetent when it comes to marketing. Wouldn't you think you would have those horses on some sort of ad that would 100. be like new beginnings are around the corner. <laughs> Amer- America is the greatest because from the beginning we're, we are tried and true on these principles. Like, And then have the, the mom Clydesdale running in a field with her baby Clydesdale. Are you me? I'm going to be honest. If I'm- And instead they're doing what? Get I don't know, right. man. If I'm if I'm running their marketing department, I'm Fire literally people. no, no, no. I'm just chilling. Like I'm not putting out anything for the next six months. That's the wrong answer, dude. The that's only the thing, answer. no, because anything they put out, it's just it's well, like, oh my god, that's ridiculous. Well, here's my here's my critique. It's either lean in or admit your mistake. Whatever, dude. They but, won't admit the the mistake. Okay, then lean in. They're leaning in on 
America. Yeah, like stupid, cheesy. Shit. Admit your mistake. Re release a, a report. People will get over it because the beer still is the beer. You know what I mean? Like people aren't buying it out of principle. They're not buying it because the products change. Just yeah. admit your mistake and then go hard in the paint on all these opportunities. Why are they not doing it, dude? It's just crazy to me. Like, and besides, those horses are beautiful. Like, there's plenty of opportunity for a marketing strategy behind that. Like, hey, hey, uh, hey, <clears throat> Anheuser Busch, call your boy up. Give me a, a one tenth of your marketing budget for the quarter. You're right. And I promise we'll figure it out. Instead, you have like all these bureaucrats who are just thinking all these different. You got to wonder what it goes into um, actually marketing a, a corporation like that. I mean, we know it's it, probably a lot of. Well, we know it's like a small to mid communication overhead is what they call it. Where there's just too much, there's too much time explaining what you want to do, and they're not actually getting it done. Yeah. Or, and this is what I thought happened with the Del Mulvaney thing. I bet it was some routine thing where they're they're working with twenty five hundred um, influencers. Del Mulvaney's name was on the list, and it was all history from there. I don't think there was any more thought into it than that. I think really? it was if you meet these four metrics, followers, engagement, no. prior brand deals, and then you have a subset of people that they want to target. I think that's all they do, and they just give you the money. They don't even think. No. Never you have think, they ever you, put you the think faith of an influencer on the beer. Well, they're just, yeah, first off, they have. They have pl plenty of customized cans. Not of an inf an internet influencer, bro. They've got like oh, four like athletes. Like specifically. Right, right. I mean- I don't think it was. I don't think it was that deep. I think it was. I do. I think that director, that lady that got fired. Do I think she was a part of it? No. I think she heard of it when the shit hit the fan. But it was probably some no. I think it came out that lower she, tier manager. No, I think it she came might out. have took blame. But I don't think in if we go back in time before. No, no, they, they were definitely going for like the inclusive. They were going straight for it. So you think the you think the president of marketing, whatever her title was, one hundred percent. She was the one who signed off. I don't had to have been. Dude, I mean, we're talking. That was we're a, talking thousands of people are in that marketing team. I don't think. I think I got lost in the sauce, and then it was just a huge mistake. Yeah, I know. But when you when you're running advertising for something like that, there's got to be. I mean, we're talking international. We're talking international marketing. They have twenty campaigns going on at once. I know, but think about it. They have someone's got Asian campaigns. It. They have European campaigns. They probably have African campaigns. South America. I mean, North it's safe America. to say that we really don't understand how it works with those companies. But I would I would say this. You think it's intentional? 100%. I just, now I, I want to go assume that they're smarter than that, right? I, Good Lord, dude. I, but I recently started thinking, I think they all did this. And when I say all, oh, I mean Target, uh, just the whole Bud entire Light, thing. All these other companies that are, that are kind of like testing the waters. That's exactly what they're doing. They're saying, let's see how much of our market base is actually. Like, like, same with like the Blenciaga stuff, all that stuff. So just how far can we push? Well, no, let's see. Where is it? Is it these people or is it these people? Because, you know, it's been so polarized the last couple of years. They got to figure and out where they're going for the next 10. Any bar, any bar, sit down as a, like, that lady's not famous, that, that marketing lady. She could have sat down sure. at any bar and she'd be like, every single Bud Light that gets sold today, I'm going to look at the person in the face and see what they look like. Do you think they ever would have found a, like what? What are the odds that they would have been like? Oh yeah, let's just spend a million dollars, whatever. I don't. You got to think because it's either you were really stupid, or you're really smart. <laughs> okay, I don't know. That is the what is the that's that law I tell you about all the time. The Dunning Kruger effect. The yeah. more you think, the, the more you think you know that, the, or whatever, the less you end up knowing that kind of stuff. Maybe it's that. But boy, what a bit! Because what was the target 
what was it? Target ended up losing more money than Bud Light, right? It's like $17 billion. Right. Because, Maybe more. Because they're larger. Because Bud Light lost 25% of sales, but that's not $17 billion worth. Well, I think it was their market share went down. So, yeah. So, like, Target got hit like institutional. A what was that? Modelo? Modelo passed them for as far as what their shares were worth. Who? Modelo beer. Right. That is. Right. So, like, the, for the first quarter... Bud Light was the was not the number one selling beer in America. Correct. Which is bananas. But Target technically, like dollar for dollar, lost more money. Right. Bananas. Too. I one again, mistake. You're to, just I mean, you're, people are losing. Well, jobs was, are, is it a mistake? Either you're really stupid and you made a seventeen billion dollar mistake, or you made a seventeen billion dollar investment in a case study for the next ten years of your business. But who do they need to target? I think that's stu- I think we just said it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. You think that I'm, yeah. I'm stupid? Yeah. Because you could have paid a real gotcha. co- you could have paid a real company one fiftieth of that cost to get the, the case study you wanted, and you would have never had to. But think take about your stock. unbiased or there, is Are the target executives shorting their own stock? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I love thinking about it though. It makes me it makes me so excited to think about it. It's they, a, it's a good thought experiment. They were valued at what seventy five billion dollars. Who? 79 billion which one target now they're like 60 something wow wow can you imagine that investor call can you imagine that the, the quarterly <laughs> the quarterly shakeout like boy dude yeah i don't know because who was it one of the sharks was talking about uh how they need to be thinking about like legal like people who own stock yeah because be well, it's that. not it's you sue you can force a um a management uh change because they're not acting in the best interest of the investors they have a fiduciary responsibility to you. so technically the investors like whomever it is the board could like essentially i mean that's what happened with the bud light lady she got kicked out she got sure because the, the board was like hey we're you know hemorrhaging money here dude so i found that to be quite interesting. Let's hear about one of your other stories. I, I see two of them up here. Uh, the Adobe ad that just came out was pretty funny. It's like the I missed PDF it. tribute. Mm-hmm. Like 30 years of the PDF, like Adobe. 30 years of the PDF. PDF's 30 years old, huh? So that means there it was in 1993? Yeah, 1993. Yeah. Wow, dude. What does PDF stand for? Portable data file? Is that it? Probably. It's probably spot on. It was funny because it had like the office in, so like this mm-hmm. office, and he was going around. He'd slide a, you know, some lady was like filling out documents. He'd slide her uh, an iPad <laughs> with a PDF on there. She's like electronically signing it now, and he's walking by a lady licking the document, and he would, you know, he slit, he slit her. I mean, I think we should watch it. It's pretty funny, dude. I can't watch it. Well, it's okay because you're actually making me think of a tangent that I was talking about. Anyways, it was or funny. It was a, it was a great, it was a great ad to be put out because great it's wholesome just, ad. Yeah, and it's running. Does you know, the they, PDF make money? Like, what do you think? Like, what does Adobe make their money off of? Subscription. No, I I know, but like, what is the number one product in their offering? Is it probably Adobe? Offerings? Yeah, Acrobat. Acrobat. One hundred percent. I was just wondering because like Photoshop is so ingrained in. The, yeah, but and then you have Premiere Pro, which is, I mean, what is what is the subscription for that? I think it would be Acrobat because everybody has. Yeah, everybody, corporate world or business has Adobe. Actually. That's a good point. Not everyone's using Photoshop, but mm-hmm. everyone's using PDF. 
So let me, so I was actually, I was listening to a podcast the other day. They were talking about the implications of AI. So you're tracking Adobe purchased Figma or acquired Figma. Yeah. And they acquired Figma for like some crazy number. Yeah, it was billions. So this isn't, uh, I love Figma. Love Figma. Figma's amazing. Web-based platform. Everyone can work on it. Nothing better. And nothing better. Well, well, we'll see, right? Because they purchased Figma at premium because they were like, their J-curve was to the moon. So um, I was listening to the All In podcast and they were talking about it and they are pretty much saying, did Adobe drop the ball, drop the bag? Because... I think what the next couple months that they purchased uh, Figma, AI came out, and some of the AI stuff is like directly is a direct competition to the workflow within Figma, so it's cutting down the almost like the arc of their expansion, if that makes sense. Just Why? To, because of the prompts? Not just because of the prompts, just because of what you can create. So you can pretty much create a website, right? You can create an image because of a prompt. You can create copy all this stuff so it's just a matter of time before figma becomes you know Those completely are outsourced. well that's what they're saying they're saying that no one's it's figma's core value which is like collaborative uh what you call it collaborative creation is going to stay there but as people start creating more and more stuff on on ai platforms it's almost like you know how much is that going to affect it and since they bought it at a premium will they even be able to make their money back which is wild to think about, right? Because everyone's entire everyone's entire critique about the Adobe um, acquisition of Figma was that Adobe's going to ruin it, right? Because you know, Photoshop crashed all the time. All all their stuff crashed all the time, and they just their subscriber, you know, the premiums go up every so year, every so often. It's just mm-hmm. a drag on the creators. But now they're saying, if I don't have to deal with all the Adobe headaches, they just use. What was that? What was the AI we were just talking about? Mid Journey? Yeah, Mid Journey. Yeah, Mid Journey is great. Or any of these other ones that you can just create a web, like just create an entire website off the fly, just off a prompt. Isn't well, that, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, the way you do it, you do chat GVT to create the prompt and put that into Mid Journey. Let's see. It's I, wild. I say it is wild. Required for, I want to say it was a lot. $20 billion. Yeah, $20 billion. News. So now we're thinking what? I mean, how are they going to, how are they going to make that money back? Is it a good investment anymore? Which at the time it was like, oh, of course it's a good investment. Figma's awesome. It's just a matter of time before Figma's still awesome. I think I personally I think Adobe does good with what they do. I just think they need to get they need to figure out a way to bring that price down. Because you got other hell, some of our developers use free software that is just like Adobe. I mean, all the same hockey and the only all value the same were free. That's the only difference. It's like, oh, it's free. So, or it's a one time purchase and they do updates through the cloud just like Adobe. So yeah. You pay like a hundred bucks and you have it. Yeah. Where Adobe's yeah. like, I mean, we pay cheaper, but it's typically like $75 a month. Mm. I mean, I was, I was just reading like they're saying now that, yeah, everyone's like, well, automation's going to kill jobs. But some of the, some of the thinkers in the AI field, as far as like automation, especially when it comes to like machinery work and stuff like that, like the 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 labor costs for for people versus machines, are saying that it actually makes people more important because although it takes away the quantity of jobs, the the impact on not having a a, a person there to make sure it's working properly could be, especially if you're like talking like your Toyota and you're making the same part, but it's in fifty batches of fifty. 
Mm-hmm. If those parts all cost a hundred dollars and there's, there's something wrong in the machine, you don't catch it and you let it go. You're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. You could be potentially messing up because you're not paying attention. So it's, it's really interesting. It almost, they, I forget what the term that she used. It was something like it distills the amount or it distills the efficacy of a person because there's only one person, but it makes them hyper important. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is they call it creative. The, the term is creative destruction. As you create more things that make things better, you're going to destroy past ways of doing things. And AI is one of right. the biggest creative destructors there are. It's very interesting. <clears throat> the song black is like is is that a part of is Figma a part of AI's creative destruction? Like does that 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 not become a thing? Does Photoshop not become a thing? Where there's you know two million you know North American subscriptions of Photoshop because Mid Journey just gets rid of it how wild Um, that'd be interesting to know those numbers i mean all the videographers we know for the most part are cutting out and and what's that what the lasso they're using for the video or photoshop where you can lasso in and you can make it'll take all the data from your image and if you want it to be wider it'll make a fake like it'll extend out the scene that's right. So in fo- I watched some dude take a Photoshop photo of this like castle on a mountain. Mm-hmm. And he like outlined, outlined the mountain and said, put a lake. Mm-hmm. And it literally surrounded the mountain in a lake and it was beautiful. Like jo- I think that's a website. I think Is it? Website. Yeah, you can go on a website. Yeah. Joe's integration Joe within doing, Photoshop. He, he took a picture of his, of his kid. He put it on his Instagram. He put a picture of his kid, but his Who? wife, Joe. Joe Mead. Oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. And he was... um. His wife was like, you know, making sure his kid wasn't moving and stuff. And she, it was on a, his kid. I forget it was a boy or girl. I forget. And his, they were on a stool. Right. And he cut his wife out, and he he did the before and after. Dude, it's nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. It's not like well, and that's been around for a while. I'm talking about like literally being able to create a lake that looks like it's there. It's not just like right. a photo of a lake on top of the mountain. It's literally like embedded into it and it like. It's wild, bro. I mean, and then that, then you get us into like Unreal Engine. Yep. That stuff is nuts, dude. Yep. They're saying they're one or two iterations away from like Unreal Engine being like in, in was it not indescribable, uh, unrecognizable from reality. Yeah. It, it's already almost there. Sketchy, dude. I love that. Why don't I you? love that for video games, but for everything else kind of freaks me out. What do you mean for everything else? So I was listening to one of my, one of my favorite podcasts is My First Million. And they, it's just uh, these two guys that talk about. Um, one of the creators of the hustle, which is a which is a marketing po- uh, marketing newsletter, and then Sean, who I forget what he did. He's like a tech entrepreneur. Both sold companies, and they were saying like one of their businesses that they think is important is to have like a like a what would you call it like an identification business for uh, famous people. So if you want to do a cameo, like say you wanted Ryan Reynolds to to do a, a photo shoot. Right, you could purchase through this company Ryan Red- Ryan Reynolds likeness name. What is it? Name image oh, likeness, wow. and then use him, but an AI version for your ad. And Ryan Reynolds gets you know that ten percent off the top goes to the company. Ryan Reynolds gets the ninety percent, but then Ryan doesn't have to fly out to Texas. Yeah, I don't like that though. I know you don't like it, but it's just a matter of time. I mean, that, that will be a thing. Yeah, they just call it like you know. That can get so out of hand, though. Like I mean, the, they're already the talking about the security, but for you know, what I mean, like like LifeLock, but for your for your name, <laughs> image, likeness. That's they're already talking like. about like all this AI being able to create Drake songs, right? 
And what is, and they're so good. Right. And they're like, so that can get weird quick. And does he get anything from that? So that's where that name likeness and all that stuff. Like you have to have like trademarks on that. Yep. Because people are going to create those out of just like pure. I mean, they've they've made a Rogan podcast with Steve jobs. That's why Steve jobs voice. And then, you know, Rogan has what? 10,000 hours of like distilled high quality audio of his voice. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't give a I, I think it's just a matter of like you first off there should be there should there should be a notification for the consumers like hey this is fake. Right. And then if as long as people are getting paid, then don't don't sell your name image likeness. Like just don't do it. True. Yeah. But I mean, Keep if it, it makes it easier for you, then then do it. It's just an, it's just the future of it all. I mean, if you really think about it, I'd put dude, if I was one of these basketball players or college football players or something like that or if i was livy dunn you know livy dunn is right yeah this is the big stink right now livy dunn's like the, the number gy- one gymnastics yeah kick, right like the number yeah. one uh earner for college nil like an influencer type yeah but she's, she's getting a bunch of brand deals yeah, that are she's like, like the, the third best on her team she's like nowhere near she the, was just good with best. like social media she's hot dude that's it okay i mean yeah no, she's no, she's not. Good. I get that that no, no, plays no, a role. Not good at social media. She's not. I thought she. No, she's not like. I thought she was like the Logan Paul of. No, no, dude. Because what we're doing is is we're we're you're not giving the credit to the like the creator. Like she's not Mr. Beast, dude. She's not Logan Paul. She's not. I could name creators that are like. I'm. I, I'm. Livy Dunn. I'm talking about in the sense of being it. That can't be it. Yes. And that I'm can't why. be why brands are paying well, her six hundred thousand dollars. You want to know why? Because her. Her audience are high intent young men, which are the number one. I would purchasers. say that's a shallow way to look at it. I think twenty to thirty. You don't think she old. was good at being able to leverage her social media following? Oh, oh is she smart? One hundred percent. Is she, but but that she's has not more to her do with content. Like if if you just take her what she posts, she's not like an incredible creator. Like her stuff is not engaging. Like do you I, know who Zach King is? Why does that sound familiar? You know, you have to know Zach. He's, he's like one of the, he's the guy who like does kind of like, I would almost call it magic where his content is just like, he's not Mr. Beast where his, where his actual ideas. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah he, he was the guy that was big these, on Vine. Yeah. Okay. So these are the people that are like top tier. Right. You know, like even, even like, uh, like uh Dr. Disrespect, those kind of people, Ninja, like we're talking content that has, right. They defined they defined a way to create content or like some of these food influencers where their, their, their content is so good that it actually gets replicated across other people's influencers. And those people are successful too. Livy Dunn is not that Livy Dunn is just not yet smoking right? hot. And she knows that she's smoking hot and she plays for LSU, which at the time was the number one sports brand in college in football because of Joe Burrow and LSU just a, a, a tenured program. Like they're just amazing at everything they do. Gotcha. But there's been a lot of these things going around, which is like name, image, like she's getting paid more than the starting quarterback for Alabama, dude. Right. Like, well, bro, yeah. No, not well. Yeah, dude. Like the the starting quarterback for Alabama, like had a had a deal. It was uh, his last name was Young. He signed with Dr Pepper, bro. Like we're talking, we're talking people who generate actual in like actual. That's what I'm trying to say, it's dude. Incredible. She's she's not maybe not her, but her team is very smart at leveraging. Well I'm, well, I'm telling you that the, the the stink around it is the fact that like, hey, we're now seeing that sh- people are not getting paid. Their name image image likeness is not commensurate to their talent. 
right or to what they're bringing to the program like yes lsu might have a little bump in overall watching for women's gymnastics but she's not simone biles or people are tuning in and clocking off of work for it i hear no one's doing that for livy dunn because of her athletic ability it's the boys who who are for lack of a better term for just super horny they realize that she's a smoke show and she's in a leotard all day posting clips and that's creating an, an audience for brands to now leverage. And they're smart brands. It's like they're like the liquid IVs, and they're, right. the, it's not like you know, Ford's not coming out and giving Libby Dunham stuff like that. But it's it's that's the biggest stink right now in the content field. Is like, well, oh, that brings so me to this? my next one, which was so Instacart. I guess the the marketing director for Instacart for Uber. No, I think it was Instacart. Anyways coined the phrase brand formance so like this would be the year of brand formance so like mm-hmm. the campaign that they use lizzo in that you know the world is your shopping cart oh yeah yeah great great ads yep but it brings that branding and performance into it where it's either it's always been either either one or the other but they're bringing like that whole thing of like bringing content creators in right we've seen a huge explosion mm-hmm. in that with the last couple of years Ooh, i love what you're i love what you're saying right now yeah and because I have one of these that are so big right now. I'm going to tell you about it in a second. Well, let's hear it. Because th- mine's so, pretty short-lived. It's just saying, like, I think it's cool that we're going to see a lot more of that. And we're going to start seeing a lot more of it with smaller companies. Because they're going to have... As you should. As you should. So here's the, the biggest Which is opportunity. Be fun us. Yeah. Is what I'm trying I mean, to say. Like, we're not going to be marketing for Instacart anytime soon. Right? We wouldn't maybe. be on the chop. We're going to have to manifest it. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is we might see it like with some of the other clients that we're, we're in talks with. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so why I have one right now. I have million dollar right now. Budget. So um, the biggest, we're going to call it brand formance opportunity, right? The idea to attach yourself to someone who the, the product market fit is perfect. Don't Your say product, the name. I'm not going to say the name, but you'll okay. know who I'm talking about. I know who you're you talking about. They'll know who I'm going to talk about. Right. Chris Bumstead. Do you know who Chris Bumstead is? No. Chris Bumstead, four-time Mr. Olympia. Okay. The the pinnacle of bodybuilding performance. The the pinnacle of what it means yes, to I be a bodybuilder. Name. Yeah. Chris Bumstead. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you a little bit of his backstory on who he is, what his brand is. So Chris Bumstead is, I mean, besides the fact that he's just like 6'4", genetic freak, looks, looks like he's cut out of marble type guy. Right. His actual brand is 100% authenticity. So he has like a lisp. Is it BPN or? Nope. No, that's guy I was talking about, Nick, Nick Bear, which is another, yeah. he's an awesome guy. But uh, so he has like a lisp, Chris Bumstead, and he right. talks like, I, don't, I can't even really do it. But yeah, like, well, let's uh, not do it. Uh, but he has shirts, like he branded shirts with his lisp. Ah, uh, brilliant. So he'll be like, skinny <laughs> and, said and like one of his shirts will say that. that's one of his taglines is don't be a skinny gotcha. And so when you see him, you're like, this guy's a freak of nature. You think nothing's wrong with him. Well, he's actually right. like insecure. He has mental like mental issues or not mental issues, but he has like uh, mental health issues around like performing well and all the pressure of what it is being. I feel like you have early. to have those to be. Well, that, that 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 he's he's the person that brought this all to his his audience on YouTube, and it's just dude, incredible story. His wife is uh like. The, like his rock when it comes to how he, he trains because he'll do a day in the life and it's pretty much her right. helping him along the way and stuff like that. I'm not saying not to say anything else, but like if you don't have that kind of support structure in your life to do what he does. So anyway, when it comes to like pinnacle of 
what it means for a brand to a market, which the market is the fit, like the fitness industry. Right. Okay. He just bought a gym three weeks ago. They just bought a personal gym. Like, you know, the rock has the iron paradise. He doesn't, this Chris doesn't, doesn't already a have a gym. No, he works at it. He works out of gyms. Like he works out all over the place. He'll go to LA and stuff like that. Gotcha. You know, he's still trying to make money. He doesn't, okay, I'm trying. He actually doesn't make money off of Mr. Olympia. The purse is only like 50 G's, hundred right. G's, but he's, you know, he's, he has 17.9 million followers on Instagram and uh, 3.23 uh, on YouTube. Oh. So we're talking massive outreach. Right. If I was someone who is in the industry, the fitness equipment, fitness industry, if I make a product to be sold, now you can't do supplements because he has his own supplements, Get Raw, successful. They're, they're, I just looked up, they're making like something, I don't know, estimated like over 5 million in revenue a year. It's a pretty new company too. So wow. you don't really Not have bad. any opportunity. Yeah, you don't have any opportunity for supplements because he's got his own brand. But what he doesn't have is he doesn't have power racks. He doesn't have flooring. Uh, he doesn't have. So if I was a company. God, how much would you have to. That's what I'm thing, stomping dude. right now. If I was a company and I saw that Chris Bumstead is making a gym. I would I'd be, I would be like, if I was the marketing director for that firm, I would be like, how much money can I take before I get fired? To throw it, I would fly to him right now. 100%. I would fly to him right now and I'd be like, Chris, whatever you need, we're going to give to you. I want you to fall in love with our business. I want you to fall in love with our products because you have to have a top tier product, right? So let's assume you have a top tier product. Let's assume that we know of a company that makes top tier products right. that make a perfect fit. I would fly your mo your best salesman, your best marketer out there and I would, I would sleep on his front would not leave until i could get my product in his gym because what's the what's the first thing he's going to do once that gym's up he's going to get on youtube and he's going to make a this is what i did and this is how i did it Mm -hmm. and and the the firm we're talking about they their products are amazing so they could that not only are the products literally amazing as in the fact that they can perform to what he needs because he doesn't need like he doesn't need a a, uh what's a p90x type thing like right oh yeah this works like he needs real equipment that works right but also he wants it to look super sick because he is a you know an international icon in the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. So I'm I mean I'm I taking th- out loans, I'm doing whatever. <laughs> I'm I'm coming I'm coming with with every single stop and I want I'm attaching because dude, there is not a bigger opportunity right now in the fitness industry than getting inside of Chris Bumstead's gym. And it could be dude, if you just make one product, if you just make one like uh, Rogan, Rogan has this uh, neck machine. Have you ever seen that? Yes. What, dude? If I was that guy, I would I be getting it. on every single influencer and being like, you know, giving them free neck machines. Because okay, what your neck machine costs a thousand bucks? You, you're gonna sell two thousand units every time Joe talks about that. That dude sells ten thousand units. Oh yeah. He's so a- it's the same thing with Chris Bumstead. And every time this dude works out, because he'll do day in the life vlogs going up to uh, the Mr. Olympia. And now they're going to be done in his gym. God, he's doing like cardio, cardio. Doing, yeah, and he'll he'll invite he'll invite the best the best because he he uh, he doesn't have a famine mentality, so he'll bring in people that are competing with him or people that do compete in other competitions. Gotcha. Excuse me, I just burped. And then he'll literally work out with them. And we're talking millions of views, and we're talking about we're talking about intent. Like people that are like want to be this guy, those are the people that are forty five minutes into the hour and a half vlog of Chris Bumstead's chest workout, <laughs> dude. 
I mean, it's it's so exciting. I, no, it is. I couldn't wait to talk about this on the podcast. It's like, you know, I mean, that falls in line with think, what I'm talking about. They, a that's lot of business brand are performance or brand brand formants. Brand formants, which I actually like that. I mean, there's you can see the ones that work. Like you know, which one really works is um, Lincoln Lincoln uh, car manufacturer Lincoln Automotive or whatever. But I guess what is that GMC? Who makes Lincoln? I think G Ford Ford Ford. Yeah, because one hundred Lincoln and uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, match made in heaven, dude. He's got that got that slick back hair. Mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey is so cool, by the way. Yeah, but no, hold on, hold on. Let's pause, pause, pause. They've been doing that forever. Well, that's still brand performance. I know, performance. but uh, no, and yes. I'm talking about the edgy, the influencer-like feel of it, where they're pushing the boundaries. Matthew McConaughey in the Lincoln commercial is just traditional, right? Uh-huh. We're talking about, I mean, think, you've seen the ad, the shopping cart is your world. Yes. Lizzo, I mean, she's in the bathtub, she's on her phone. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that's edgy, it's trendy. And you're going to start seeing like those types of people in commercials like Logan Paul, and like you're gonna start seeing these where you don't have to pay a million dollars to have Matthew McConaughey sitting in the Lincoln with a green screen acting like he's driving. You don't think Instacart paid Lizzo a million dollars? I I 100% do. I mean, they might have. They might have. That's a bad example. She's like one of the top. I'm artists, trying to think like, of who brand. I would who I would like of how where that would make sense right now. Because you had to be a big product, right? Like it's not just some. Like some of these products have to have some sort of recognition. You're just tapping into the. Well, yeah, I'm sure audience. some of the the influencers are going to be like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, you know, but I mean, who's going to, even if we're talking about the person that we're talking about right now, the <laughs> client, mm-hmm. they're going to have to pay a hundred grand. Oh, for something they like might that. Pay, they might furnish that whole entire gym for a million dollars. Who? I'm just saying, I'm throwing a number out there. They might have to have a hundred thousand dollars just to have him come on set. Right. For that. Uh, just for an ad shoot. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but that's we're talking, not, that's for four hours of work. Right, but we're talking, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's almost, it's the equivalent of Nike getting Jordan. I mean, we're talking, if you find the right person who's, especially in these industries that require performance. Yeah, you find, I mean, you're going to be paying someone millions of dollars because you're going to make billions mm-hmm. long run. But I'm talking about for clients that we can have, right? We're going to be seeing, we're going to be seeing the possibility to be bringing in these, these influencers that have, mm-hmm. you know, a couple million followers to shoot some commercial. It's just where it's going. Brands yeah. understand that. They've been, it's been going that way for the couple of years, but it's starting to, you know, you're seeing these big ass brands doing it. Yeah. It's like the YouTubeization as the audience has moved to YouTube, the people that are now like the, the moderators, which are the YouTube channel owners now have a little bit more leverage. Very interesting. That content's changed. You see what I'm a lot more onus because back in the day you could be a lazy marketer, which is like, for every one dollar you put into ad, you'd make two, and then you just reinforce that. So four to eight, eight to 12, 16, or whatever, and you just keep mm-hmm. on going. Now you have to be a little bit more thoughtful. So now a marketer's job is more than just it, it's it requires you to have more strategy involved. Like who you really need to know who these people are, who their audiences are, and then how can you? This is gonna sound gross, but how can you squeeze the most out of them? Because at the end of the day, you are paying them a lot of money to to have access to this very finite resource, which is their audience. Right. You have to assume or you have to make estimated judgments based off of how well they curated those audiences. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I follow a bunch of people that I would never buy products from what they say. I just think they're interesting. But there are some people that if they said buy this, I'm buying it. Me too. You know what I mean? So it's very interesting to see. God, that's so interesting. I wonder how many people are thinking about it though. I wonder how many people in in Anheuser-Busch are really thinking about it or if it's just a bureaucratic nightmare. You know who's doing it really well? 
Is it D brand? D brand? Like D E brand? It's just D brand. Like the letter D. I'm going to their website. They they do really well. They get they have influencers that do all their marketing. I mean, obviously they pay mm-hmm. them, but it's like they're really edgy, bro. Like they really are edgy. Well, and a new thing you're starting to see with these influencers and these content creators is you're starting to see a lot of of structure being out. Because back in the day it used to be like, okay, there's an email address in their bio and you'd send a cold email essentially. Now what they're doing is I just saw uh I forget who I was watching or what it was, where food influencers, like food content creators, are going on and essentially pulling their resources into one management team. But the food influencers are in different like verticals. So it'd be like the best sandwich shop in New York. And this guy just does best sandwich shops in New York, which is like, you know, we'll have 150, 200,000 followers. And then it'll be our best sandwich shops around the world. And then this one will be uh, like healthy meals. And this one will be food eating challenges, but the right. one management team. So that management team creates a brand deal with this brand. And then they distribute the content out this way. So they're pooling their resources in order to, to, essentially they're like not crowdsourcing but they're essentially getting more opportunity because one management and that's their whole job is just acquire new deals for new well most of them have people on their team that do that right there's one team but imagine if you can get like one industry like it's almost like the equivalent of like like a sports agent it is a thing it is a thing no you're absolutely right where did i hear that just when, when when do you see you know instead of having a couple hundred thousand people with a couple hundred thousand you have oh there's one Instagram agency or, or one influencer agency, excuse me, that has seven influencers that are all in their tens of millions. Because now we're talking like, oh, so now you have the audience of a cable news network back then. Right. Which is bananas, dude. <laughs> which is, this one make you think, I just think about it out loud. Have you have you seen the um, the color matching for Heinz ketchup bottles? Do you know what I'm talking about? The color matching? Yeah. So I guess this is a thing in the restaurant industry. People are going to be like screaming at their phones or whatever when they hear this, but... People love Heinz ketchup. Like when you think of ketchup, you think of what? Heinz 57 or 75 or whatever the number is. I don't even know. It's got an iconic logo. It's got an iconic bottle. Everyone knows the product you're going to get. Apparently, restaurant owners or restaurateurs, whoever is in the restaurant industry, is taking the bottle. Like they'll buy a bottle of Heinz ketchup. They'll use the Heinz ketchup bottle until it's done on the table. They'll take it to the back and they'll go get the Costco 50% off ketchup and they'll put the the ketchup in the bottle, put it back on the counter for the customers. Oh. No, here's the crazy part. So Heinz said they went out and they created an ad campaign around combating this. Like, look up I'm Heinz, looking at Heinz that. color matching. Do you see the, the the different shades of red? Yeah. So that's all the way to almost brown. Yeah. So if you see the, sh- the bottom shade of red is the same color as the tomato on the print. Right. So if the color doesn't match the logo, you know you're not eating Heinz ketchup. That's How nuts wild. is that? First off, what's their a, play? Like chef's kiss to the to the marketers over there. Their play is is that they're they're uh, they're protecting their brand. They're dude, they're protecting the brand. Like imagine if you are you know you you squeeze you go dip your ketchup in the uh, your fry in the ketchup and it and the and the ketchup tastes like you're gonna make oh Heinz sucks. It's like it's no no it's it's the the ten day old like. Freezer burnt ketchup that was. I mean, I guess. Out. I guess uh, the point of the campaign would be just like to let people know, like, hey, we know mm-hmm. this is what happens. There's no actually stopping that. 
you know what I'm saying? No, well, right, but now you know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like the Grimace McDonald's thing. It's like so it's almost kind of like a cloud's a good thing. Sometimes clouds a little sketch, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you been following the McDonald's Grimace thing? The what? Oh my gosh! Dude. Where is all this stuff? Dude, you're just you're just not in it. So all right, do you know who Grimace is? Grimace, the purple monster from whatever show, the kid show. McDonald's I think McDonald's Grimace, or it might Grimace might be a McDonald's thing. Now I think about it. Well, either I, way. All right, here's the thing. So Grimace, they they released, which by the way, McDonald's is amazing when it comes to this. They put a name name image likeness on a product that they sell, like a meal, like the Travis Scott. So it's a milkshake. Meal. It's a milkshake. Okay. <laughs> the content around the milkshake that's being produced online right now is some of the craziest stuff you've ever seen. And if people acting like they're dead or something? Yes. Okay, I saw something. I'm not seeing it here, but... So I... you drink it, and then you're like, oh, this is so good. I'm having such... And then it'll cut really quick to like you in a field being chased by like an axe murder or you being a, you in a field like what's the point i no no one knows no well and there's well, no backstory no there's no backstory it's obviously not got a hate mcdonald's and here, well here's the thing if you're a mcdonald's what do you do do you lean into the because we're talking billions of impressions now on the grimace product. yeah i'm looking at this so yeah. you're going viral but you're also going viral for like a legal legally and ethically very gray area because <laughs> we're talking like people are faking their own death type stuff like it's it's not I'm it's not like to... the als ice bucket challenge where you can lean into it and, and attach your brand to it it's it's weird right purple rivers so one of our one of my favorite uh like marketing guys who went on the i, I can't think of his name off the top of my head but he always goes in on brands and talks about it. i send you his videos all the time he's like uh he might be like an indian guy or a peck i forget and um or not i forget i don't know he was he was pretty much you know fleshing out the thought experiment behind it which is if you're mcdonald's do you lean into it and acknowledge it do you post something about it or do you just let it ride and just assume no now we're talking mcdonald's is a hundred billion dollar operation so the the legal implications of them trying to lean into something some sort of content viral sensation like this when it comes to like faking your own death, makes no sense. No, it does. But it is hilarious to think about that. There's some, you know, there's some white suits in the office right now, or white collars in the office right now, thinking about that. <laughs> I'm trying to find if McDonald's responded to it. There, there have been some winks. Like they have winked at it a little bit, as far as like they're posting, a, you know, like oh my god, we're going viral, stuff like that. But they're not actually like leaning into the actual trend of sure. faking your own death for obvious reasons. I mean, what do you think if you're like a mid manager? Do you go to the the senior vice president of marketing and do you pitch the idea of we should lean into it? Like the content creator I was talking about, we're gonna have to tag his tag his. How do you saying, lean into something no one actually understands? Understand? Because you buy little plush toys, and they're purple and yellow, like the yellow golden arches, um, coffins, like haha, poking fun at them. Like you send out to like the top one thousand posts mm-hmm. or whatever ones that have the most impressions. I'll I'm, I'll give you his Instagram. Uh, and let me look at it right now. I forget it. I don't even know his name. It's like something. But he he made a good idea, which is, you know, do you lean into it? Obviously, there's literally no way. That's one why of I the hate funniest TikTok, things bro. right now. I love TikTok. I mean, TikTok is my my jam, dude. I mean, you've heard the terms and services argument, right? Yeah, I get it. I mean, it could be any day now that we that it gets banned, but I love No, no, no. no. The terms and services like what they're actually tracking. Yeah. It's yeah. wild. Mm-hmm. We're like six months late on that, but I'm surprised you're not all about it. 
I mean, I was at the time, like when I was in the army, I was, I was telling people all the time, like, Hey, don't, don't have them on your phones and stuff. Cause you're going to, you're going to troop movements and stuff. And you're doing things like you're not just a person. No, they were still watching TikTok. That's a crazy scary <laughs> point. I never thought of the army. Mm-hmm. It should be banned. It's not. I mean, phones should be banned. Should be banned one hundred percent. When you when you go to pull your phones, taken the first thing that happens, your phone's taken. Like you're on the tarmac, the phone's gone. 